In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups, the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Hey Elmo, uh, are you playing some Super Mario 64? Thank you, I absolutely love Super Mario 64. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome, I absolutely love that game to death, it is so good. But where's the Nintendo 64, and you're playing the game with an Xbox 360 controller. Yeah, I know, I got a run off Pirate Bay and I'm playing a copy on my PC. <laughs> Elmo, you can't do that type of thing, you can't just illegally download games online, especially uh, because Nintendo knows everything. <laughs> I doubt it, Drew, because I'm a gangster. Oh, who could that be at this time? Get God damn it, Elmo! This is why you don't illegally pirate Nintendo games. What's up everybody, welcome to the House of Mario episode 58 and we are the Nintendo Podcast, a part of the 8-Bit Collective. I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me as always is the host I like to boast about the most, Bryce DeWitt. Alright, okay, I'll take that one this week. <laughs> You'll take it? I'll take it. <laughs> uh, this week we're talking a bit more on the uh, Philip Mewson situation, uh, Emmy Paradise uh, taking all its ROMs down because of Nintendo's threats and some news coming out of Gamescom. But first, Bryce, I want to hear, uh, I want to hear about your computer. <laughs> My computer. Yeah, you've uh, just got a brand new gaming PC, and you've just been uh, complaining about putting it together for the last forty minutes. <laughs> oh, I had a nightmare with it. <clears throat> Sorry. Yep. Um. So, everything arrived. I was waiting for this computer because it means I can stream PC again on Twitch and just all this nice stuff. Um. It all came together, and the case that came with it was just too small. Well, didn't didn't fit your stuff. Didn't fit my stuff. Uh, I did get it to fit eventually, uh, and it's a nice machine. Uh, it's it's just an absolute shame that I got so frustrated while trying to build the thing and having to fret for the fact that I might break it in the process. Just parts not going together very well in terms of size wise, and the case not working as an overall housing for the thing, but. It, I mean, it's all together now, so, you know, it's it's ready ready to do whatever I need it to do. Mm. So, that's all that matters. Yeah. So, have you, like, you've played a bit of Monster Hunter and things on it, <coughs> sort of test it out? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think everything's running at max at the moment. Uh, can't think of anything that I have on my PC at the moment that doesn't run at max, mm. which is good. Uh, max at about, anywhere, well, depending on the game, anywhere between 80 to 120 frames a second. Mm. Um, Similar to what I get on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so nice. It's so nice, but uh, I I really want to uh, stream with it and all that nice stuff. So hopefully people will check that out when I put put up a stream. Yeah, it'd be great for streaming. Like, um, Ooh, on, yeah. on my uh, on my laptop, like like it's, it, it can run games fairly decently. Obviously, nowhere near as what your computer will now, though. But like when when I'm streaming something and uh, I put OBS next to it. It's just like, oh, it slows down when you press that record button. 
Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Bryce, let's jump into it, the uh, Philip Muson thing. We talked about it plenty last week. I don't, I don't want to put anywhere near the amount of time, maybe five minutes or so. <coughs> yep, yep. But uh, the situation escalated so much since we last talked about it. Yeah, yeah, it has. Which, which is uh, unfortunate. So, IGN now has removed all of Philip's articles and videos from IGN uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's turned out that everything he's pretty much ever written... All these videos, whatever it might have been, have been plagiarized from elsewhere. His uh, Metroid Samus Returns video review was uh, ripped from... Uh, oh, I've lost it now. Was it Engadget? No. Anyway. Something along the lines. Some, like, a, a gaming website. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, look, it's just it's unfortunate looking at it and just being like, well, hey, guess where he got some influence of yeah. this one from? And like, if you... Like, he tries to be clever, but he's not... You read the examples, mm. like there was a whole list of them. You read the examples of like where he's plagiarized. He's not very good at hiding it. No, I'm so surprised that if if he's done it that much, if it wasn't just de- the Dead Cells review, if it was Metroid Samus Returns, and he plagiarized it from a big website, I don't know how that didn't get tracked back then. I really, do- I really don't. Mm. But um, so, but what really, really grinded my gears about it, um. Since since then, I've, it's it's actually made me pretty angry that this has come out. So that uh, Lily uh, Lily oh shit, I have to pronounce the name uh, Lily, Lily Xavier. Um, I've I have gotten that wrong, but I won't butcher any more. Lily Xavier, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's she she released a screenshot from a phone of, uh, for a chat she had with Philip back when they were working together at IGN. Um, Philip starts off saying, "Hey, I've got a question for you. What do you think most people are excited about Super Smash Bros. for Switch?" Yeah, and like with hindsight, looking back at this, you're like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so Lily says, uh, "Most people are excited for Super Smash Bros. for the Switch because, unlike pr- most previous iterations, we are able to take this game on the go. Not to mention that with Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, we were given new characters such as Cloud, Bayonetta, etc." We can only expect that Nintendo will up the ante and deliver us some new characters that we all know and love. Most people are excited because now that we know that there's a new Smash game, what characters we could possibly play as? How's that, she says. And Philip responds, You're you're amazing. Thank you so much. That really helps me out a lot. I've been thinking about it all wrong. You have the right perspective. (laughs) You're not... He's he's not writing a a thesis on... Like global warming, <laughs> he's writing about. So, Philip, why do you think? Why do you people, think people are so excited about this? You know, ultra stellar game that's coming out for the Switch that has like a massive fan base and like over a decade's worth of work under its belt. Why do you think people will be excited yeah, for that? I, I, I know not. I know Smash Brothers isn't every Nintendo fan's like game. I know a lot of. Like, a lot of you guys probably listening might not be excited for Smash Bros. I know some of you aren't even going to buy it. But as a gamer, let alone a Nintendo fan, let alone a Nintendo editor at the biggest you know gaming website in the world, how do you not come up with that opinion yourself? Because he's not interested in coming up with it himself. You know, this is, this is my theory. My theory is that he started off the job humbly. Right, he didn't. He didn't try to plagiarize anything. He obviously got swamped underwater. He was just like, "This is really hard. 
This is a lot harder. No, but he's than been doing it, be. it for years. I know he's. I know he's been doing it for years. This is. This is. This is now. It's more than just being swamped. It, it's not just. Oh shit! I can't. He. He can't formulate any of his own opinions. No, and, and he never has. No. Right. Okay. But hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Right. He. When you get a job like that, it's not something you just throw on the fucking dumpster and just be like, I'll just copy every article I'll ever do. He probably tried to start it off pretty humbly and do it on his own and do his own thing. Because plagiarism is a serious issue in terms of editorial works. Uh, so he probably tried to do it on his own. And then as soon as he as soon as soon he just got to the point where he's just like, you know what? I actually don't think I have the time. As soon as he got to that point, he just started up again and he just flew all the way up until now. Man, his, his whole career was built on just bullshit. Yeah. Which yeah. was just looking like... I know hindsight's easy. But looking back on it, just the amount of probably time I spent, you know, I didn't I didn't read a lot of his articles, but I might have uh, seen the odd video review for the game I was interested in, whether it was Wolfenstein on Switch or he's he's done a fair few Switch reviews for games that have been ported out later. Yeah. But um, yeah, listening to him on MVC and whatever, it's just like thinking back, it's like God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, and IGN knows that too, and they're they're apologetic. They're like they they hurt more than anyone in this situation, and I feel sorry for. No, well, because it hurts it, it hurts their reputation, like, yeah. without a question. It's it's not it's not good for anything for them. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that it's come to this point where you know we've he he's he he literally challenged the internet to find anything that wasn't originally his, and they found it in droves. They found it in droves. Yeah, how stupid do you have to be? Pretty stupid, and God. And it hurt that like not even just the dead cells thing, but the rest of it hurts IGN's reputation because they didn't do the research mm. when they when they hired him. They're just like, oh look, it's his videos. Yeah, whoever the hiring team is, I I feel sorry for them. They're like, oh shit, we should have looked a lot more into it. Yep, it's just it's and ju- their hiring process is going to be very strict now. It certainly is, but just I'm sure the people who do the hiring in there are like. You know, you've been, you've obviously got a big YouTube channel. You just, you just take, take it how it is, and you just think you can't be stupid enough to just copy people's work. Apparently, you can. Apparently, you can be stupid. Yeah, enough. apparently you can, and that's a shame because <laughs> a lot of game journalists and that come down on on the stance that oh, you shouldn't have hired a YouTuber. You know, you know, he he's he didn't go to you know uni or college to become a journalist he's just a youtuber and he's the the uh, the youtubers under the same umbrella but they're all just you know useless which is unfair which is really unfair because a lot of youtubers do they just as good a work off. yeah <laughs> they do just as good a work if not better in some cases than a lot of games media yeah. because it's their business it's their creation they're not just working for you know an outlet just getting their paycheck yeah yeah exactly they're, yeah. they're pushing everything themselves it's a formulated opinion yeah. That, uh, yeah. That they've had to come up with, you know. Um, you look at you look at people like, like on the YouTube scape, like the Competitionists or Jared Carnarvon Bauer, Peanut Butter Gamer. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, you know Gerard, Gerard obviously plays his games from literal start to literal one hundred percent completion. He has his own opinions on the games that he plays through that. And you've got Jared. He's very critical of like RPGs and stuff like that. And Peanut Butter Game is very Nintendo-y. 
yeah you know and they put their own humor and everything into it and it's yeah, exactly yeah yeah and they've got to drive that content themselves they've got to get the, yeah they've got to get the sponsors themselves they've got to well you, do you, the editing for the most part they probably when they get a bit bigger they hire people for that but there's a couple of gaming collaboration groups on youtube and if you if you've been in the youtube escape long enough you know about normal blue normal boots and hidden block yeah, yeah. um like those are th- those are things that those guys have built from the ground up and they've done themselves and you know whenever they have a paid sponsorship or whatever uh, well paid paid sponsorship i should just say a promotion like <laughs> uh hey review this game or whatever and they send them free shit or here's here's a free switch or you know whatever um they are you know entitled to say nice things about them being given the things it doesn't necessarily mean they have to say good things about it yeah you know and that, um, they have been that like with YouTube too, it does get a bit hazy where it gets dicey because not everyone has that same ethics level. No, no. Which is yeah, but anyway, yeah. That I thought, I thought that was just mind blowing. To be honest, just someone who's at that higher position can't even come up with. Hey, why are people excited for Super Smash Brothers? Because <laughs> I can tell, like you, you could just make it up. You could be like, oh, you know, there's a lot. Like think about it. Like oh shit, I know nothing about Super Smash Brothers, um, but I'm meant to know everything. But uh, okay, there's a lot of characters. Oh, they're excited about the characters. Um, it's on the Switch, uh, so it's going to be a good-looking game, which is portable. It's going to be portable. Like you can, it's it's it just it doesn't take much. You got to you got to be a real idiot. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're if you're a journalist and you're writing about games, I feel like you need to know about the community as well. And mm-hmm. there's a Smash the Smash community is literally Nintendo's biggest community. Yeah, well, especially competitive. Yeah, it is literally Nintendo's biggest community. So, just from that perspective, like, you, obviously, you get a lot of people that just like they buy the shit out of Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild and stuff like that, and people get talking, but it's not exactly a community. No, you know, um, Smash Smash is a collective. It has a pro scene. It has a casual scene. There's major city meetups and all that stuff. It's a multiplayer game. That's what they do. Mm. Um, because it's a fighting game, it doesn't work as well online as, say, shooters would. Yeah. Which means that people make more of an effort to go out and meet up and all that stuff. Yeah, and stuff like Mario Kart too. Like, that's a lot easier online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because because lag doesn't make that much of a difference. You can sort of just fake what the other cards are doing. Just make sure you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... Just looking at it from that perspective and being like, well, you should know something about these communities as well. Like they're pre- yeah. they're pretty big and they they have very clear they have very clear voices. Like the Smash community has very clear vo- has a very clear yeah. voice. And like just with us, we're only doing a, a podcast from my spare bedroom, but like we still like we wouldn't you know just make shit up or talk about something we don't know about like we want to know about the Smash communities we want to know about the Splatoon communities we want to know about the developer side of things yeah yeah. And we try to do that throughout the show by doing you know, interviews with numerous people whether it's I mean, the voice actors or the uh, developers so yeah for sure yeah. so I don't know whatever this has come around to I guess it's just it's just it's in the end it's just disappointing that this this guy managed to find a way to insult himself more and also take a company's name name down a branch with it. Yeah. And it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there was a court case over it soon. So Yeah. And of course what we talked about last week with Paul, just all the people who wanted that job and have worked for that job for years and years and he's the one who got it. And it looked like he worked for it, <clears> but 
He didn't work for it. No. Charismatic and good at video editing. And, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that means he worked for it. Yeah. Say like he worked for his own profiteering, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what he does next, but I don't care anymore. Really don't care. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bros, let's move on. Uh, th- this, this was a, a news article not like about a week or two ago, but. I, I, I want to focus on the actual topic rather than that but basically Nintendo have taken down I Love ROMs have uh, gone to sue them um, so they're no longer a website they're a huge ROM website and now because of that Emu Paradise has now uh, said okay um, before Nintendo comes to sue us <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we've taken down ROMs we're not we're going to be a part of it um, yep bye bye peace out <laughs> uh, but I want to have this discussion because as Nintendo fans, as uh, you know, you've bought a brand new gaming PC, <laughs> and uh, you know every every now and again, you know, you want to test some ROMs on it. <laughs> right, all right. Uh, like, be, be honest, we're we're no stranger to ROMs over the years. No, I don't think anybody's a stranger to ROMs. No, you know, um, it was it was commonplace as as kids to have GBA ROMs and stuff. Yeah, like exactly. That. I remember playing uh, the Japanese version of Pokemon Emerald at a friend's place before it actually come. Yeah, come out in the Australia, and it ran like shit. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Lagged. I think the music just went just <laughs> like you, <laughs> you couldn't hear it. It's all in Japanese, but we were so excited, just like oh, just seeing it's this, Pokemon Emerald. Yeah, yeah, seeing this game. You know, probably three or six months before it, out, it was out in Australia. Yeah. And uh, being able to go back and play all these old games and like stuff that isn't just a link to a past or Mario World, which is easy to, uh, or especially now with the virtual console, it's easy to go and download that stuff. But stuff that wasn't so easy, like Ducktales and stuff like that, before you know, before it was rebranded, and you can get it in the uh, Disney Afternoon Collection now. But how, how, what's your stance on um or stance <laughs> on stance. yeah? What's your stance? I'll ask, yeah, I'll still answer that question. What's your stance, Bryce? What's your what's your opinion <laughs> on uh, on ROMs? Look, uh, piracy is illegal, no matter what you, what you deal with it. I guess, um, but uh, you know, as kids, I think what what having ROMs did for me uh, as as a child who didn't know any better, mind you, mm. just keep that in mind. Um. W- I th- actually think ROMs did a lot more for me in terms of, uh, m- like, notifying me about series and stuff like that than I hadn't before. Yeah. Because, look, when you're a kid and you're young, you don't go out and buy a $70 game out of a whim. It's something you have to be excited for because you're not a kid with that money. Yeah. You know, we're grown adults now. We can go out and buy out of it, buy our video games now and we can play them, etc. and stuff like that. We're big boys. We are big boys, the biggest boys. We're, we're lovely, we're lovely men. <laughs> but like you know, uh, as as a kid, I think the main thing was that it ROMs opened my eyes to a lot of games that um, I'd never seen before. And as a response, I'd like I'd gone and bought, bought their sequels and stuff like that, or you know, I'd gone gone and looked for the game themselves so I could just play it on my Nintendo sixty four or. Hmm. You know, it. I wouldn't say that ROMs the worst thing in the world, and they're like Satan's popcorn, and they just keep them in a bag and yummy, yummy, yummy piracy. Um, 
yes, it does take money away from the devs, and that's a darn shame, but put in the hands of the right person, it's effectively a demo. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, like, what I want to say, I want to separate that from this from maybe, you know, obviously getting a Switch emulator or a 3DS emulator. That That's different to what I'm saying, not current stuff, but... Uh, I think it's I think it's okay for older games, especially if Nintendo or said company aren't selling them anymore. Uh, the the biggest example I go back to is that, especially with Nintendo not offering these games, is the GameCube games. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been waiting for the GameCube games to come up on, or even back to the Wii. Like okay, it makes sense. The Wii doesn't have that big a download capacity. It's got a tiny hard hard drive. Uh, Wii U comes around. We wait the five or four years that didn't happen switch we literally have nothing except for the snes game or the nes games coming later uh, next month so we've got no option for gamecube games you can't go and buy mario sunshine anywhere you get a second-hand copy that's it that money doesn't go to nintendo or the devs that goes to some snotty nosed kid yeah <laughs> who, who's got it in his basement or whatever yeah, yeah so i was looking into all different options of how to play these games because i missed a lot of the gamecube games so i went on to I uh, looked at a couple of YouTube videos and there was a... Um, I see uh, Luke in the Discord community actually has this as well, but it's a HDMI converter for a GameCube. Right, yeah. So you can plug that in the back and plug in your HDMI cord and it looks looks gorgeous, looks pretty. Um, looked into that. That's like $200. Oh. Like, that. that's a lot of... That's a, you know, a good, sizable amount of cash. It's not cheap. No, so I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. But then playing on the GameCube without that looks really... I can't go back to <laughs> non-HD. Right. Especially yeah. like Mario Sunshine, you know how blurry that is when you go back to it. Um, so that wasn't an option. So then I looked at my computer. I've literally got four GameCube controllers. I've got the uh, the uh, USB um, GameCube adapter for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And you can use that on the PC with the right uh, stuff installed. Yeah. So do that. Uh, get Dolphin emulator. Put put it up on the thing where it feels like a GameCube you're using the GameCube controller um, and you're playing it in you can put it all the way up to 4K <laughs> Mario Sunshine I, I can't quite do the 4K but yeah, um, yeah. so you, so it's a easier way you're not buying all these adapters you're not hooking up a new like a old consoles or anything um, so I think it's really good for that personally well yeah for sure um, I, I think again circling back around to it I think um, in the end it was it was a way for us to discover it as children and it's unfortunate that like looking forward into the future maybe kids won't be doing that anymore and maybe we'll see game suffrage or like sales suffrage or something like that um, but you know <laughs> I guess I guess time will tell at this point um, yeah. like whether whether this movie because look they have to do it they have to do it they legally have to hunt these people down and like put a court order on them because mm. it infringes their copyright if they don't yeah like so, a, yeah like a like another really good memory I have from a Nintendo 64 emulator is having it on our laptops at school because like obviously you can't have you, you can't have the uh Nintendo 64 hooked up at school and you couldn't have the Wii U or the Wii set up at school so like in our free lessons we used, I used to hook up uh, our laptops and bring in uh, Xbox 360 controllers yeah and sort of just put them under the table like, so the teachers can't see it and you're just sort of playing Mario Kart and, <laughs> while they think you're doing work so um, like 
emulator or no emulator, you couldn't do that otherwise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if if Nintendo instead of going after these guys, like they'll they'll go after them regardless, but they need to compete with piracy a lot better. Like yeah. if if they don't want people downloading their GameCube games, at least offer them to be to be purchased for sure. Because yeah. I'll I'll go and buy a copy of Mario Sunshine. I'll get a po- copy of you know Pokemon Coliseum. You know, these games I want to go back and play. But I literally like I, I've gone and bought them secondhand. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you I, have like yeah. I, I went back and bought them, but with um, just in their SD format. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go and play these again. I don't want to see them so blurry. I want to see them a bit better. And I've got the option to do that. I've got the hardware to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not Nintendo hardware, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's so so be it. I don't feel like I'm a criminal for doing that. No, no, yeah. Um, uh, well, <laughs> again, it, it's it's touchy because of course you're a criminal, right? You're not paying for something that yeah. that is I know, I know legally it's illegal, but just where where it comes down to every every person's sort of moral stance on it it's mm-hmm. different yeah 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 yeah. that's it is that all yeah I think so it's look it's it's hard to it's hard to talk about it in the sense that because I, I can't I can't say I've never played ROM before like <laughs> I've never played one I've never played ROM before I've never smoked I've, weed of course <laughs> of course I've played ROM you know and, and some games I'd even played all the way all the way through and um you know never bought which as a kid as a kid again the key point in this situation um i was naive okay i'm a kid you're naive you don't have a lot of money and it's just something that you did because you could yeah as a kid and like i i I understand now as a fully functioning adult how like important it is for these games to sell so you know Mm usually I take a good look into something and even if I'm like if I end up with playing it on an emulator and be like hey this is good then I'll probably end up buying it yeah especially like it like it, it's a, it's a lot different going back and saying okay I'm going to try Pokemon Coliseum who's made by a different team than Game Freak and yeah. getting that license to be on the hypothetical <laughs> Switch virtual console which won't happen anytime soon yep yeah yeah it's like yeah Oh man, buddy! Virtual console, just hurry up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if that's if it ever comes, I want VC again. Yeah. Well, GameCube games. They, who knows? Does, N- does Nintendo even know they've got a GameCube? <laughs> they try to forget about it. I think they're like, ah, nah, nah. We didn't have a console out. That's why the PS2 sold so well that generation. Oh, whoops, we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> they won't ever forget that console. I don't think actually. I think it was well like, they're still releasing controllers for it so you wouldn't think so nah yeah well <laughs> uh, so Bryce let's talk a, bit, a little bit about the uh, uh, what's it called they called it the Indie Highlights so usually they're called Nindy Directs but this is a looks like a Nintendo Europe sort of handled this one it's all European uh, voice over so a bit of a different flavour mm-hmm. um, basically they, they announced a heap of uh, Indie games coming to Nintendo Switch uh, between now and probably early next year, um, a lot of a lot of uh, really good looking ones, including three that dropped today, which which were uh, Murphy's Law, um, Bad North, and I'm just loading them as we go, and uh, Prison Ar- Architect. Yep. Uh, Murphy's Law. This this was one a while ago, which I was really intrigued by. Murphy's Law. Yeah. Murphy's Law. What did I say? Murphy's. Murphy's. 
which yeah. is yeah yeah which is yeah. the yeah <laughs> Morphe's law yeah yeah so this is one that intrigued me I've now gotten a chance to play it yet neither of us have but seeing it back in the direct probably start of the year I think mm-hmm. might have been a bit further than that it looks a really interesting concept of shooting each other and being able to like grow your character pretty much it's like a sort of reverse Splatoon in some ways yeah I remember actually this might have been even mid mid last year this got shown because I remember Splatoon was like hot in our minds while we were watching this so maybe that was uh... it was announced a very long time ago that game yeah um, and it looks like there's been significant improvements on it but uh, god you're riveting aren't you jeez I am riveting today I'm not sure what's happening to me <laughs> um, it's a uh, is it is it really worth the thirty dollars? Well, it's thirty dollars, and like obviously we haven't had a chance to play it yet. But um, just as like a online only game, like solely on Switch, like Fortnite gets away with it because it's sharing the audience with Xbox One and PC, and obviously it's literally the biggest game in the world. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, like Rocket League crossplay as well. It'd be interesting to see how Murphy's Law if it can sort of stick or get a passionate player base for people to play with all the time yeah I'm not sure it will um, it's not out it's not out on PC yet but hopefully uh, that's cross play because yeah because like, like this game just on Switch should be and that, that sort of worries me with uh, purchasing it as well like $30 you know, that's a decent amount of money for a game that you can pay you can get Dead Cells you can get Hollow Knight mm-hmm. you can get like a lot of other games for that price um so that makes me a little bit wary on purchasing that just for like okay is the player base going to be there is this going to be in six months uh, am I still going to be able to log on and play a game <laughs> yeah but it's, it's got like split screen and it's got uh, wireless uh, ad hoc mode and stuff too so yeah so you'll be able to do that um, Bad North uh, this game I don't, I don't have a lot to say about this it looks like a like you, you've got to defend your island type of thing mm-hmm. sort of wave attack yeah like I really like the art style that interests me yeah but, but there's not like the, the the other thing is is like there wasn't a hell of a lot of uh, like solid video form factor gameplay that we got to see here so it's basically just taking it on its whim mm. um, I mean and, from, from what I've seen it looked, it looked good yeah it looked but, good it was just really small because I hadn't actually got into anything by the end of the trailer if I remember correctly mm. yeah so and uh, a prison architect um yeah, not my type of game either, really. But well, it looks it looks good for um, prison. Ar- for- a prison architect is um, pretty because it's been out for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's one of those games that are just fleshed out. And if you like yourself some sort of sim type management, then it's not too bad, right? <laughs> it's not too bad, right? Yeah. Um, so we won't go through all the games because there's a lot of games shown, but. Uh, Children of Mortar, which comes out early 2019. This game looked really cool. Yeah, it's basically Diablo. Yeah, um, Diablo sort of hybrid. When I saw when I saw the Children of, I was just like, oh my god, is it Children of Mana sequel? Children of Mana. Yeah, it sounds so similar, doesn't it? Uh huh. But it wasn't. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it looks really cool. Like uh, th- that. Like that sort of shiny pixel art really captures my attention. Like whatever game it is. If it's got that really like pretty pixel art, it's going to capture my attention. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested in uh, giving that one a go when it comes out, whether it's a demo or a purchase. 
Mm-hmm. I'll wait for reviews probably to figure that out. But and another one, uh, Everspace. Um, I hadn't seen, I hadn't heard of this game before, but it's on, it's on consoles, it's on PC. Um, but it looks really cool. It's like a roguelike uh, game where you go around space by upgrading your ship and doing space battles. It looks really cool. It does look really cool actually, and it was one of the games I was most impressed with over the course of the entire thing. Yeah, like the, the I don't know if that's running on Switch. The uh, gameplay we shown, you would think it would be. But, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, but like it looks really nice, just the way the ship shines and you've got the sun and the planets there. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Um, so. I wouldn't actually mind checking that on it's on PS4 I might, might actually jump it on and see what that's like um, so I can talk about it a bit sooner <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's it uh, Moonlighter this was a game that was announced a while back but hadn't heard of uh, any release date it's also come- looks really fun yeah it looks really cool so you're, you're a shopkeeper yeah in, yeah in an RPG and you go out get get your loot get your stuff and bring it back and you basically the RPG players uh, pl- um, come to your store and buy the items they need to get through the dungeon yeah, yeah. Really I, I, gives you a perspective yeah. on what happens behind shopkeeper counters. Yeah, it's really cool. Like I, I heard about this game a while ago when it came to uh, Steam and or just Steam actually. I think it came out May on a uh, PS4 and Xbox One. I, I assume Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. Um, what else do I really like the look of? I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Windjammers. <laughs> Windjammers. So this was a um, this game. This game came out on uh, PS4. The, 2016 and it came out to a, like a real big amount of fanfare because people have been really excited for this to come back to modern consoles since the Neo Geo days uh-huh. um, yeah. I've, I've never played it and when I look at it I'm like oh it looks okay but like everyone has Frisbee smash yeah everyone has nothing but good things to say about it so um, yeah hopefully the sequel holds up and it's as good yeah <laughs> and a, se- a sequel got announced so that's a that's, that's huge for a uh, Windjammers fans, <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Like if if it's as good as people say, um, for its co-op and all that, I'm all about it, especially on Switch, obviously. No, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He says, I said right, yeah, oh right, yeah. <laughs> I'll listen back. I'll see if it's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that was all for the uh, the games in that little uh, video presentation. I was excited for. Um, I'm sure there's more like. Uh, like, like stuff like Terraria comes up. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Terraria is on the. Well, one. I, I mean, there was a couple of there that like I f- I think most of it was pretty. I think most of it was pretty solid. But we also, you know, um, we had Slay the Spire that was very popular on PC for a bit. Yeah, a lot of them are um, um, coming ter- from PC. Terraria popular. We've got new Monster Boy. Stuff. Of course, and Monster Boy and the Curse of the Kingdom. That looks really fantastic. Looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I played through the played through the Dragon's Trap. I thought that was a brilliant little game. Yeah. Um, and you've got the uh, Miguel who we had on the show earlier, who's doing the writing for that game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least what I can think of, anyway. Uh, unless so, you want to, unless you want to mention Streets of Rogue at any point, but I'm not. Um, it looks okay. Like it looks fun. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Uh, un- unannounced on the actual direct, which is something that surprised me, and this is something I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yep. Was a hat in time. Yeah. Unexpected. Yeah. And that came out after the direct. Now, I just, uh, I just kind of want, like, in the most, in the most sincere and non-threatening way possible, I just want to say, <laughs> I hope the developer chokes on his laughter. Because when okay. somebody initially asked him about it, he's just like, ha, like, like, we ever be bringing it to Switch? And he just laughed at them. Mm. I'd like, like, this game came out very close to Mario Odyssey last year, didn't 
on um i think it did i think so like it came out around the same time as ukulele why was he why was he so like brash against it not coming because uh, he's not a nintendo person i guess he just i don't know and especially with the with how the wii u was it's probably just too much work mm. but the game is literally a fer- perfect fit for the switch as a platform because like i'm just a, I, I am just a bit confused about about that just because like you're doing a you're doing a 3d platformer and you're like are you bringing it to a nintendo system where you've got plenty of people that would be really keen to play that type of game and you just go it's like well okay that's it's just a bit odd really yeah it is really yeah like you know playstation's a great place for that pc's obviously you know a good place for a a, for that type of game Mm -hmm. in xbox but like nintendo when you you know you don't have that mario game at the moment you've played odyssey you've had enough and you're looking for something a bit similar you know hat in time fits that bill so well so i don't understand why you wouldn't initially wanted it there uh, I don't know again I, I think it's probably just down to his own personal bias I, I mean I wanted that game on Switch so I was I was willing to wait for it but then he said nah well then he laughed at the fact rather <laughs> and I was just kind of like well where do I pick it up then but I'm glad I've waited a little bit longer because yeah you know Switch is the place I'd want to play it and it's like I get it. I'm sorry. I know it's not your preferred system, but it's it's made for that system. But what about you? You just build a brand new gaming PC. What about the amount of frames you could get? Oh, on, fucking on hat on t- hat and time. Yeah, I mean, like, think about it, you could play a hat and time and a hundred and twenty eight frames, and you could be like, holy macaroni and cheese, <laughs> holy holy hats. This justifies life <laughs> as it is. I just yeah, um, thinking of it from. No perspective, just now. I, I, I just just there. I, I want to play it on Switch because that's where it feels native. Yeah, and it's the same thing with ukulele. Like I never bought ukulele until it hit Humble Bundle and I got it for free, pretty much. Mm. So ukulele was like a great fit for Switch, but you know it, it came out that much later, and it's like, oh, can we please have sixty dollars? I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not sixty, eh, guys? No, not when it's coming out on Humble Bundle. I can pick it up for six. Mm. You know, it's too much. Yeah. Oh God. Um. So Saints Row, so Saints Row the Third is coming to Switch, which is a bit of a surprise. It literally dropped probably a few minutes before we started the, doing the podcast. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's really random news. Um, Deep Silver announced it just uh, at Gamescom. No release date or mention whether it's going to include the DLC included. But um, yeah. I mean, would you be interested in picking up Saints Row the Third again? I mean, my, my partner was a big Saints fan, and she's finished them all. Um, maybe I would buy it again. I remember the game being fun. If anything, uh, I'm not sure I'd buy it full price. Uh, it's they're just basically in. I know, and it's the same sort of comparison that everybody gives them, but they're just goofy Grand Theft Auto type games. Yeah, yeah, which is you know. Which is fine, and I was fine with that. They tried to go very Grand Theft Auto in the beginning. When they got to the third one, that's when it started getting ridiculous. When yeah. you got to the f- by the fourth one, you were the president of America being abducted by aliens and getting superpowers <laughs> to jump around the city. Yeah, you know they started um, they started off just trying to copy them. Then they said, "Oh, you know what? This isn't going to work for us. People want something different." And mm-hmm. Then they went just wacky and yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm actually I'm actually curious why. Um, why they've decided to put the effort into maybe putting this in instead of I'm not sure maybe they've co- maybe they've crunched the numbers or something on how Heroes of Mayhem would have gone on the Switch oh god they wouldn't have done anything 
<laughs> but I, I guess you're putting Saints Row third out because it, you know it's it's a port of a PS3 Xbox 360 game. It's it's going to be able to run. Well, yeah. And also, you don't have Grand Theft Auto or any open world car games apart from uh, um, was it LA, LA Noir? Like LA Noir. Yeah. LA, yeah, that's that's all you've got to compete with. So you know, putting it out on Switch is, you know, you're not really competing with a lot. No, you're just competing no. with people saying, "Do I want a game from 2011 on my Switch right now?" Depends what you feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends how they price it too. Like if if they come out if they come out with this and say thirty dollars Australian, um, you know that that'd be great. I think that'd be a real smart move on their behalf because, you know, sell, sell, they're not selling anything this game at all on Xbox 360, and they're selling very little on PS4 and Xbox One, and People aren't gonna people aren't gonna be interested in this at sixty dollars, and they certainly aren't gonna be interested in this at a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they come out and do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that wraps up the show. A bit of a shorter show this week, Bros. Yeah, I mean, considering considering our last show was what a uh, nearly two hours. Is it about an hour and forty something minutes? Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is a. Um, it is a little bit slow at the moment. Honestly, we got we obviously got the indies news, but it's hard to talk. It's hard to talk about a bunch of indies where they show fifteen seconds worth per per game, and yeah, you know, sort of thing. Um, I'm I'm glad to see that Nintendo are putting a lot of focus into the indies. Um, actually, I'll just, I'll just TLDR one by one. I'm I'm glad to see I'm glad to see they're putting a lot of focus on the indies. They're giving them more of an attention span type of thing, and um. I hope that like that that library continues to grow because a lot did, a lot that they did show was brilliant. Yeah, like it, it, the Switch is the platform you want to play your indies on, in my opinion. Like just being able to put it in your pocket, take it with you. Like I, I was the same with the Vita and the 3DS as well. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like even old retro games, like you know, Link to the Past. Like you want it on your TV, but you know, putting. It, Put, putting it on 3DS is a lot easier to sort of digest and get through it. Yeah. So it's the same with video games for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as for as for Phil, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think it's pretty safe to say. As for Phil, I think I think I think it's pretty safe to say where he belongs right now, and that's far away from the internet. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he's doing. So. Yep. So Good hopefully, boy. hopefully he can let go of that and. I think his I think his career's quite gone down the drain, and even his YouTube career, I'm not sure that's going to survive anymore. <laughs> Actually, the, the got um, Salim from the Hungry Game is this is what he suggested. He said he should start up his YouTube channel again, start doing reviews again, then like you know go through his reviews, say his review, then at the end he goes, okay guys, uh, put in the comments where you think I plagiarized this review from. <laughs> if you get it right, uh, I'll give you a shout out in the next video. Peace. Like do this. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty funny, I think. Oh dear lord! Uh, so, Bryce, so uh, where can they find you on Twitch and Twitter? Uh, Ivy Revan, Ivy Revan, and you can find me at Idruby on both those platforms, and you can find the House of Mario on Twitter at the House of Mario. Uh, Join in our Discord; we've got links in the show notes of where you can find that. Lots of cool people in there to talk to. Yes, there are. And uh, if you feel so inclined to, if you want to help out the show at all, leave us a five star review on iTunes. It helps out. Hope <laughs> helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, apparently, um, apparently, to uh, according to iTunes, they say uh, the better the reviews are. 
If so, they, 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 that, that's literally all it says. It just says the better the reviews are, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, well, um, as far Mr. iTunes come to me himself and he said... The better the reviews are... Yeah, no, that's what he said. And then he just sat there nodding his head and you're like, thanks, mate. And I just took it on the chin and said, he must mean the better reviews are, the better... Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and if you don't use Apple products or you don't use iTunes... Son Claude. Yeah, tap your friend on the shoulder, say, hey, um, this is a Nintendo podcast. Would you be interested? Uh, like, maybe give him a cookie at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this week's Nintendo jukebox is Sienna Build by Cubby on SoundCloud. And uh, when I reached out to Cubby uh, through SoundCloud messaging, he actually sent me his uh, media kit as well, just explaining a bit, a bit about what he does. So I'll, I'll just read that out to give you some context about that. So he says uh, he's based in Norway in a small city called... Kazakhstan, uh, in sou- in the south of the country, uh, consists of a long-time uh, producer uh, whom has written for music for bands, artists, as well as YouTube channels like Trainer Tips, uh, Mr. Suicide Sheep, and multiple a multitude of the video game titles like Slime Sand and Just Shapes and Beats since 2009. So that's awesome. That's pretty impressive. I, I absolutely love Slime Sand too. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it works out well for you. And I've been wanting to play just Shapes and Beats because that was another game in another Indies Direct I really wanted to play. So Yeah, yep. Which yep. I haven't got around to. There's too many goddamn games on Switch. There is. There I really want to try and concentrate on getting, like, playing more of these games, but there's just so many and there's only so much cash you can chuck towards them. But we'll try our best. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode and we'll catch you later. Bye.
Alles pure, du verlockt von mir. Mut, dein Freund, die 